0: Welcome to the History Music Podcast. This is Scott Gifford. I'm here with Sean and Greg. We're coming to you live from from St. Petersburg, Russia. And we're happy to be here. How's everybody doing? Doing
1: great. Doing great. A little chilly here in St. Petersburg, but I'm glad that the uh the internet's holding up, allowing us to do this podcast.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. We uh it is it is chilly here, but the people are nice and uh we're ready to go. Greg, what's up?
2: Nothing much. Just chilling.
0: Yeah, our our guest is Greg Smith. We've known him from his his time on Twitter and and uh and other things. We've we've been it's been a while. That, that we've uh had kind of a hiatus on the podcast that was wasn't planned or anything, but um things come up uh and then we had some scheduling issues a little bit. But Scott we're here. And
1: I, Scott and I were fighting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We almost broke up, but we but we uh,
1: <laughs> almost broke up the band.
0: In, in fact, Greg, Greg is the reason why we got back together and we're strong as ever. So,
1: yeah, the great mediator. Um, yeah. So, Greg, I actually have you're one of the few guests on our podcast that I've actually met IRL, like in real life. We went to lunch at Lammys, which was amazing, by the way. If anyone's yeah. ever in Santa Clara, hit up Lammys. <laughs> Um, but for those that don't know you back home, can you give us like just a brief rundown of just who you are and why it matters?
2: Well, I'm just uh kind of a weird guy. I'm fun. I don't know. Um, I used, I'm not on Twitter right now, but I, I was, and I, I liked hassling people on Twitter. I like, uh, I like to ride bikes. I like to fix bikes. I have a mobile bike shop called Swift Fix mobile bike shop and I visit houses, offices um, within Weber, um, Ogden area, Weber County and Box Elder and half of Davis County I'll come out to and fix your bikes. And uh, I like music, always been really into lyrics, I'm a lyrics type of guy. So yeah, that's, that's me. Nice.
1: And those, those counties are all in Utah, by the way, for anyone yep. wondering if you're
2: North yeah. of
0: Salt Lake hit up Greg with all your bike needs. Yeah, that's, that's an easier way to say it. <laughs> he's
1: he's, he's kind of like the bike czar, if you will.
0: <laughs> he's uh, Greg, the great.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, so, uh, what kind of music are you into? Um, I like a little
2: bit of everything if it's got good lyrics. Um, I've been into Manchester Orchestra, the band. One of the, one of the uh, singers of this band, I've been into them since high school. Um, so like the indie songwriter type music, like brand new. Like, sure. I don't know
0: that type of music. I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm a big lyrics guy. That's, I mean, that's why we started the podcast. Uh, but, um,
1: and we're, uh, we're, we're both brand new stands. So we're for good sure there.
0: Yeah. Gr- Greg and I were in a, another music chat. Um, and we, we had, we had our talks about, about different kinds of music. Um, but, but Greg, what, what, what did you grow up listening to? I kind of just found all my music myself,
2: like, starting in, like, 5th, 6th grade. I realized all the music I wanted was at the library, and i just check out random stuff I had no business listening to as a 6th grader, like, um, Sex Pistols and Anti-Flag and all this stupid punk stuff, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. um newfound glory i found them when i was 11 by checking them out of the library so
0: just kind of a little bit of everything that's funny um it's kind of how a lot of people find music is just like well for me it was mostly my friends like they would just like make a mix cd and i just listen to that but um that's awesome punk stuff huh
2: yeah i still like it a little bit not 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 as much. I've kind of chilled out a bit. Yeah, I I usually would just try to go find music on my own, and if I liked
0: it, I liked it. But very cool. So, what about um? Are you interested in any type of history? Because we're because we're like the fusion of music and history here. So we like to get our guests like baseline of music uh, taste, and then and then historical. Uh, I guess what what intrigues you as far as history goes. Is it um, is it Russian history?
2: Not exactly. No. <laughs> um, I like I like I like history. I guess I like to read about things. It's been interesting reading about this uh, this guy that this story is based out of. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: do, you, do you have like a preference on something like? Hey, I've always liked German history or something like that. Or, or do you are you kind of just whatever's a good story kind of thing. I like
2: like really old stuff. That's like half of it's might be made up, but it's really fun. Like uh, (laughs) the lost city of Petra and, and all this, all the, I like 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 really old stuff. Like legends. Yeah, but yeah, like Atlantis or what?
1: Petra is real though. It like it a lot of it. Like, like you knew that, right?
2: A lot of it's real, <laughs> but like when I'm when I'm like, this is where Atlantis is. They think it's like off the coast of Africa. I'm like, well, it's probably like an eighty ninety percent chance. But you know,
1: like where do you think Atlantis is, though?
2: Where do where do I think it is? I don't. Yeah. Well, the, there was some guy on YouTube. And he he seemed to have a good case that it was. Uh, it's like um, I don't know the the like off the coast of Africa, um, like the top part. There's like this weird circle type design and like embedded in the rock. And like there's there's evidence of a flood like seven thousand six thousand years ago that like swept through the whole area. Now it's like just desolate, just sand. I don't know. You
1: can Interesting. Watch that. Okay. Like the minute. Yeah. Okay. that's cool. So really uh, so it sounds like ancient history then. It's kind of what you're describing.
2: Yeah, I like like ancient history. I think it's fun to.
0: Nice. Okay. Okay. H- have you watched that uh there's a show on Netflix now with the guy that was on like Joe Rogan? He talks about all those like legend like prehistory things. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Is it is it Ancient Apocalypse? I is that what it's called? Ap- yeah, is that yeah, the
0: one, that is one. It? But we're
1: yeah, I watched.
0: I, I think it's. I think oh, it's sorry. so funny. Um, how they uh, they love finding all these ancient civilizations and stuff in in America, but they won't. They won't ever mention the Book of Mormon. They they can't mention it because, because what right. if it was real? Ooh, it's scary.
1: Yeah, well, because you can't, you have to go around it. You can't go through it. Um, I've actually that show is actually super good. And it's funny because my wife is always getting, she's always trying to get me to to, like watch shows with her. Like, oh, let's sit down and watch a show together. Like we can have like our show. And I grew up without TV. So TV isn't my Mm go-to thing. Um, But some of the guys in the movie chat that I'm in, shout out to Granite and the boys. um, Scott's in that that chat as well. Um, But they were talking about this, this, uh, this, Documentary series, it's like a mini series, uh, that's really good. And so I started watching. It's like, well, wow, this is really interesting. So I'm watching it one night, and my wife comes down. She's like, "Are you watching a show? I want to watch it with you." <laughs> and she falls asleep halfway through the 30 minute episode of like the first yeah. episode. And I was like, "All right, my, well, my wife." Documentary. I high. tried to watch it with
0: my <laughs> wife too. And what's it's, it's funny because she loves documentaries, um, and she loves that type. Like she she'll watch uh, like there's one called Expedition Unknown. um that, That's like basically the same type of thing. It's just less serious. Um, she'll watch that, but she fell asleep for the ancient apocalypse. That like, it just isn't as engaging, I guess. Anyway, and, and a little tidbit for music here: Expedition Unknown. It, it, it got um every time it, we watched it, I would I would sing Ruby Soho from Rancid, because you know it's destination unknown um so now my kids love that song they want me to sing it all the time so
1: dad play rancid like i don't know honey not not all of rancid is well surprisingly
0: rancid is actually like a lot of their songs are really uplifting like they're they're actually good songs um but as a as a lyric guy like black anyway, line well i don't know not all of them no, I'm kidding. But, but but uh ruby soho is actually pretty good
1: well sometimes the thing is like you kind of grew up with like oh this this band has like a lot of like bad lyrics or a lot of swearing or it's inappropriate for kids, not for all ages kind of thing. And you go back and listen to it as an adult, you're like, this is actually really tame like compared, you know, yeah. relatively speaking. Um, I think a lot of the bands I grew up with are like that now. Like, back in the day, like, <laughs> Blink-182 was like, oh, they're really like, you know, they, they're like, uh, a lot of the stuff they say on stage or in their songs or whatever is like really inappropriate potty humor, but now you listen to it now, it's like, eh, it's, it's like dudes in high school, or whatever. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But just don't listen to their, uh, to their album or their live albums. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely. Don't listen to that with the kids, uh, the Mark, Tom and Travis show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Greg, um, the, the you're the guest of honor and the song we're talking about tonight is a song that you suggested quite a while ago and um you actually hold the record for the first and only person to reach out to us on instagram actually so um you want to kind of give us just like a, a brief preface on like what song are we talking about tonight how would you find it you know i know you said you grew up listening to manchester orchestra but how would you find this song and and you know walk us through why you picked it maybe
2: yeah so uh the song's called peter um by bad books and uh I uh, found the song like right after it came out because it was like, came out like 10 years ago. I'm really, I'm really into the band Manchester Orchestra and the singer songwriter of that band was doing this side band with another guy called Kevin Divine. the line. I don't know his full name. I don't listen to that guy. So this was kind of like a uh, soup, an indie emo super group that. So like, that's kind of how I found found this album. What's really interesting about, me, I think, Manchester Orchestra and the singer-songwriter, like, he'll make a good album, and then they'll make, like, the worst album. Like, I can't even, like, listen to it. It's just really weird, and they still do it. Like, they Manchester Orchestra, I think they made an amazing album, like, a year or two ago, and then they're coming out with a new album, and the two songs I've heard from it, just, they don't sound that good at all. But like so, this bad book books, this bad books um, album is really really good. The album that came after this is really really bad. Don't listen to it. Um, but this song is really cool. And the first time I heard it, I thought it was really weird. And then I listened to the version. When I listened, I don't know what streaming service I listened to it. Uh, back then, but there was one that had commentary for every one of the songs, and um, they had commentary. They're like, oh, this song's about Peter the Great. Um, So, the song is about Peter the Great. It's called Peter, and apparently Peter had a wife. Um, He caught her in the act of infidelity, and... Should I just give it away? <laughs> give away the whole, the whole thing? Spoiler! alert. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's
0: been kind of my. I've, I've been kind of uh, um, going back and forth in my head because it because it's kind of fun to to hear the lyrics and then hear the story because then you're like, oh, okay, and it, it, it's kind of a fun little thing. So maybe oh. we go through the lyrics. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know. for
1: those that are trying to Google this song. It's, it's Peter, but it's the Russian spelling of Peter. So it's P-Y-O-T-R-P-O-D-O-R or something. And the album this is from is Bad Books. And the name of the album is Two, as in the Roman numeral Two. Um, just in case anyone's trying to find this later on Spotify or something like that. If you put in Peter, it won't show up. You got to put in the P-Y-O-T-R, the Russian form of Peter. But
0: Yeah, and it's the Roman numeral Two, so it's I-I. Right, so, yes. Yeah, the, the, they're... Early uh, 2010s hipsters and very cool people. Well,
1: like I was joking before the show, it's it's Kevin Devine, who's kind of like a hipster indie guy already, singer, songwriter, guitarist, you know, kind of guy. And then it's Andy Hull, the singer from Manchester Orchestra, got together and this is their side project. So it's like two indie bands got together and formed a super indie band that you haven't ever heard of. And to the delight of hipsters everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good stuff, though. It's a good song.
0: Yeah, I guess uh, we kind of wanted to have this like this new, kind of more rigid format, but I kind of want to break it and uh, and read the lyrics. <laughs> the f- first episode
1: <laughs> in, we're already breaking the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Works for me, man. Um, Works for me.
0: Okay. Um, let's read this bad boy. It starts off, uh, if you have any young ears, you can, uh, uh, I guess... Yeah, we, I, warned. we probably
1: should preface. There's no swearing or anything, but it is a little uh, salacious in the beginning.
0: Yes, salacious. That's the word. Um, okay, I'll start off with verse one, and then we'll uh, we'll pass it on. So it starts off. Well, okay, I'll start off. Okay. Uh, Bare-breasted, you make love in the turret. I I feel each single thrust that you take. In silence, I watch on from the bastion. Entranced, I make myself look away. Um, so there's not much to, to gather historically from that. Um, it's a couple making love in a turret. Um, it seems like a, which, it seems like a uh, castle,
1: because I got the turret and the bastion, so it seems like it's in a castle. Those are castle words, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of giving some hints a little bit. Um, Greg, do you have the lyrics up? Do you want to hit the, the next verse? Yeah. Should we say who's this
2: verse? Uh, I'll just I'll just say it. Bare-breasted, making love in the turret. I'll never love nobody other than you. And in silence, I can feel as you quiver. Keep quiet, or you'll know what he will do. Did you need that? Ooh. Wow,
0: I wonder who he's talking about.
1: Right. So this is kind of like what's that? Is isn't there a uh, isn't there a Garth Brooks song? What's it Rolling Thunder or whatever? It's kind of it's about a about like an affair, you know. And um, it, this one kind of seems like it's already hinting at an affair, right? It's like, hey, we're we're freaking in the turret, but keep quiet, or you'll know what he quote unquote he will do, which I'm assuming is the lady's husband. I'm assuming, right? So far, this this the second verse into the song.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Let's,
1: let's, re- Sean, let's, let's see, read on and find we'll out go to the next one. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, so verse three is, I know I am not the man you desire. I know you think that I am some kind of fool and I know you would gaze in his eyes forever. I figured out just how to give that to you. And then the chorus, is mm-hmm. ba- and then the chorus is basically the singer going, hmm" or mm, like just kind of making noise for a little while.
0: Okay. When he found us in the Western wing sleeping, you cried at, the, at all the things you thought he would do. And I tell you in the heat of the scuffle, nobody ever takes my eyes off of you.
2: And oh, Catherine, how you run me my fever. Oh, Catherine, tell him, was it worth it for him? These gallows are no place for the stubborn. Just you and your lover as a dark souvenir. Ooh, jeez.
1: And then we got the chorus again. And then the last verse, verse six, um, is She sees me on display inside the museum, comes every morning and again when she can, strokes her blistered hand across my glass container, saying, It's so good to see you back here again. And then right. it plays the chorus again. The song's over.
0: So if you, okay, so if you didn't, if you, if you couldn't catch that each, each verse, uh, switched perspective of who was, who was singing that verse or who, who the, the voice of the, the character voicing the verse. Um, so it starts off as um, Peter the Great, um, who was a, a czar of Russia in like the 1700s. Um, and then verse two was, uh, Greg, since we cut you off earlier, I'll let you uh, fill us in on who the, the second verse was.
2: So the verse two is of William Mons. So just a, a random guy, but not not too random. But yeah, so it's just a, another dude.
1: And that's it. It alternates. Catherine, Catherine, so like ver- Verse one is Peter the Great. Verse two is William Mons. And then back to Peter, then back to William, then back and forth until the end of the song. And that's it. Which when you yep. under, when you read the lyrics when you first hear the song, like oh, this is kind of an odd song. But once you realize that it's the changing of the perspectives of different people, then it's then then it clicks and it makes sense.
0: Yep. So, um, so yeah, it's it's an affair she had with this Mons dude, um, and then uh, I guess the the real meat of it happen starts happening in uh, verse four, I think, right where where that he finds them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, so it says uh, when he, when he found us in the western wing sleeping, um, you you cried at all the things he would do. Um, I, didn't, I never took my eyes off of you, whatever. So um, the things the things he would do that's that's kind of vaguely described a little bit in verses five and six. Uh, but yeah, again, Greg, do you want to fill us in on what happened? He cut his head off,
2: <laughs> Peter the Great. So like. Uh, <laughs> These gallows are no place for the stubborn. So, like, he, he, he drags this guy out to the gallows. He cuts his head off, and he's like, I'm not going to keep you here. Um, you're going to be a dark souvenir for my uh, cheating spouse. So, cut cut his head off.
0: What do he do with his head?
2: Put it in a pickle jar. He pickled it. And, uh, yeah, so he pickled the head put it in a glass jar and put it on display in their, in their house. And this actually, so the, there's no like historical proof that the affair happened. Like for sure. I mean, why, why, why would he cut his head off? You know, like, but there is proof that they like had this head on display in their house. I mean, Um, he was
0: a 17th century czar. It could have just been a Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Very Russian (laughs) thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but yeah you're, era, you're right
0: though. you're right i think i think that's this is probably the best explanation and it's the one i choose to believe yeah so so he, oh. he made he made his uh um cheating wife see the face of her lover every day as it slowly pickled and rotted away in a jar which is a uh, it's pretty dark um it's kind of based actually it, yeah <laughs> a, a little bit <laughs> um but, but what's funny is like um based on what i've read like the, they they may not have like loved each other like a husband and wife would in the 20th century or like like what we think but like they he kind of he respected her a lot and and named her like empress of russia eventually so it's like i don't know it's, it's kind of a weird relationship Oh, well,
2: what's weird about this lady, like she's cheating on this guy who's like in charge of everything. And so Peter had a first wife and she was of like noble blood and he didn't like her and he divorced her. Um, and then he marries this peasant lady and she goes and cheats on him. This doesn't didn't seem like she was making. You can work. take the lady
0: out of the streets, but you can't take the streets out of the lady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep, exactly. And what's what's even more weird is this William Mons guy is siblings to uh to his mistress. Peter the Greats. Oh. Yeah, so Peter the Great, he had a mistress who was just William I need to look up the name, and I'm pretty sure something happened to his mistress and they pickled the head of her too. Oh really?
1: Yeah, her name was Anna. Anna Mons.
2: Yeah, and they found them, like, 50 years after all these people died. They found them on a shelf in, like, a castle. And they're like, they look pretty preserved. And they're like, well, maybe we should... Then they th- were like, okay, let's put these heads in the ground. So they buried the heads. After, oh, did like, they?
0: I thought, I thought it was still on display.
2: No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm reading online.
1: <laughs> it's probably true. Well... So, I mean, maybe I can add a little color to that, but um, so the, the guy we're talking about here is, is Peter the first. He's often known as Peter the great, because as with a lot of royalty, the Russians are no different. All of the Royal people have like the exact same name. They're all Peter or Ivan or Catherine. And it's really hard to tell them apart. Um, so Peter the first, or Pyotr, or whatever it is in Russian.
0: Well, I mean, and, and just to interject, this is like Peter of St. Petersburg. Yes, like.
1: yes. And that's that's what I was going to get to, is that, so the guy lived, if you're going off our calendar, because the Russians at the time used a different calendar altogether, which had like a different year, month, and everything, um, but they he, he lived from about 1672, and he died Fairly young, not for the time, but fairly young. But he died in seventeen twenty-five in his early fifties, and so so the guy was Peter the Great. He was he was the czar or the emperor of Russia, and Greg's right. At first he uh, he was married to this lady whose name was Eudoxia, and uh, they were married. I I think they may have had a, like one or two kids. Um, And then he, for several reasons, divorced her and forced her to go live as a nun in a convent and and, uh, forced her to not be able to speak to anybody. And around this time, he kind of took on a lover and it was like this Polish girl, peasant girl, like what what, um, Greg was saying. And they kind of like were already living together and having kids and basically being husband and wife sort of in secret and they got married allegedly they got married in secret and then later on when he's the czar they actually get married officially and she converts to uh the russian orthodox church and changes her name to Catherine. and that's the Catherine from the song we're talking about here and she becomes uh what they call the czarina the 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 basically empress um right and so peter the great is is Probably one of the best czars or, or one of the most well-known czars that Russia's ever had. Like he expanded the empire. He fought a bunch of wars against like the Swedes and the Turks and all these other people, the Ottoman, I guess the Ottomans at the time, expanded like Russian conquest, he built up their navy, he basically made Russia like a, a global power for the time, modernized like the military and their society and everything. Um, and apparently the guy was an absolute unit. Like so if 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 the records are to be believed, the guy was tall and not just tall for the era like the guy was six eight allegedly so the guy was apparently just a giant and uh and and he he was married to this lady this this we'll call her catherine a katarina is her name but catherine and they actually from from what i was reading it seemed like they actually did at least at one point love each other and live together as like a husband and wife who actually did care for each other um they, they eventually end up having 12 children together, between just the two of them, 12 children, only two of which actually lived past, like, childhood. Um, right. As infant mortality rate, as as usual in this era, was terrible. Um, but uh, – and it's, it's really funny because this guy wants to kind of make Russia like the next great European power. And so he starts doing what great European powers do, making a crazy – crazy ex- expensive modern Navy and going to war with people and trying to open seaports in the Baltic Sea and just random stuff that makes sense at the time nowadays no one even knows where the Baltic Sea is but anyway he uh, one of the things he does though is on some lands that he conquered from um, from Sweden um, at the time they fought a war with Sweden I think they called it the great northern war um, they they conquered a bunch of land kind of right on the border with Finland and and which wasn't Finland at the time, and he decided he wanted to build, have this huge building project, and create this new capital of Russia. And he, and so basically, from a couple of villages that were on the border of his country, he created what we now know as the city of Saint Petersburg. And it's funny because the guy's name is Peter the Great, or Peter the and he himself is named after Saint Peter the Apostle. And so when he has this big construction project to build this big, beautiful city, he makes it the capital of Russia before it's even been completed. It's just a bunch of, like, huts under construction. He makes it the capital of Russia, and he names the city St. Petersburg after the Peter, like, basically himself, but also after Peter the Apostle, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and he and his wife go and live in St. Petersburg in a three room log cabin, quote unquote, what they call a log cabin with all of their kids. And she lives there like cooking and cleaning for the kids. He like works in a garden, just like quote unquote, regular people. It's like they're playing peasant almost. And they lived there for like five years. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny that that he does this and he, after they moved away after they, after they moved away back into the palace, um, both of them, Peter and Catherine basically created a law that that cabin they lived in needs to be preserved for Russian history forever. And it's still there. You can go to it now, but, but he preserved it. And the reason being is because he wanted to show his modesty, (laughs) which just seems ironic. Um, but, I mean, the, the guy did all kinds of crazy stuff. St. Peter's, Petersburg University, like one of the first colleges in Russia, he started it. So the guy did a lot of great things. Um, and was as was very common in this time, he had an affair. Or not? I shouldn't say an affair. He had a mistress, um, probably several. And one of them was this Anna Mons lady. And it was very common in the era, very common after this. They would have like a mistress, and they'd also have their wife. And people knew about it but didn't care. It's kind of a weird, weird court drama stuff but um he had a he had a mistress um anna mons and anna mons was also his wife's catherine's like secretary or like a lady in waiting or something like that so it's like this really weird like i'm having a mistress, like i'm having an affair um, cheating on my wife with like her friend basically is what is what it comes down to and later on Anna Mons, this mistress of, of, of the emperor, her brother becomes like the favorite and the secretary of the empress, Catherine. And they become really close. And apparently he's like selling people quote unquote access to the empress. So it's like, Hey, you want this law passed? You want that funding for that project you've got, you know, pay me some money and I'll make sure it gets before the emperor. Cause I can go through the empress, you know? Hmm. And, um, and that's this guy Willem Mons or William Mons, um, who I believe was actually German. But to to avoid um, going on too many tangents here and monologuing for too long, as usual, um, he eventually falls out of favor with the emperor. And supposedly Peter the Great had like famously had a really bad temper, and he would get just really upset and like have these explosive tempers and explosive outbursts. And Catherine was like the only person that could calm him down and uh and like kind of you know save him from from making a rash decision but for whatever reason there was rumors that this guy william was was catherine's lover no one actually knows if it was true or not it wouldn't it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for it to be true but no one knows he gets really jealous and in a huge rage he has the guy killed cuts his head off pickled in a jar and then he puts it in this massive palace that he is having built um to basically be like a curiosity museum which still exists it's called the Kunstkamera, i believe but uh and then again if the legend is to be believed after he pickles his wife's lover's head in this jar he puts it on a shelf and basically forces her to walk by it every morning as like a reminder and that's what the song is talking about when it says it's like this what is he called a dark souvenir of you and your lover that's peter talking basically saying hey here's a souvenir of like your time together you can walk. you can look at the guy's head um so that's the era we're, we're in right now um it's a little bit kind of game of thrones ish a little bit but this is most of this, most of this is real the guy what we do know for sure is the guy, William Mons, did fall out of favor with the czar. He did have him killed, did have his head cut off and put into a jar. Whether or not he made his wife look at it every day, we don't know. Um, and no one actually knows where the head is now. Uh, Greg, you shared an article right before the recording of this uh, this, this podcast where um, it's like allegedly it was on a shelf like in a museum for like 50 years and then all of a sudden, it's like collecting dust. It's like an, it's like lost. It's like in some back corner of, this, of the palace somewhere. And the this other empress, like 50 years later, sees it and goes, "Oh wow, look at that! He still looks handsome after all these years in that glass jar." But she feels bad <laughs> that that it's been this macabre thing for all these years, and basically has them buried. No one knows where.
0: <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> yeah.
1: a lot to take in there. Um, but, but yeah, supposedly like if if the legend is to be believed, because what would happen in these days is if people didn't like the czar or the, or the empress or whatever, they'd make up rumors about them. Oh, she's having an affair with so-and-so. And so this song is kind of playing on that because what it's basically talking about is the first verse is Peter the Great witnessing his wife in the castle, in his own house, basically having an affair with this dude. And then the next verse is the lover basically saying like, Hey, be quiet. You know what your husband will do. He's got a bad temper, you know, he'll kill us or he'll kill me, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of where we are. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to add to some of the drama, um, his other, he had one other uh, son that lived to adulthood with his previous wife, um, Eudoxia or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Eudoxia. I um, his his, his uh, eldest son, Alexi, um, Was plotting to kill him, and uh, because because of what he did to his mom, and uh, they um, they caught him. They caught him, tortured him, and he died in jail from wounds from being tortured. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: apparently, apparently it was it was like a death row kind of thing. Like they tortured him. He's not doing too hot. He's in jail, like on death row, ready to be executed. But in order for him to be executed, it has to have the czar's like signature. He delays signing that order, and the guy just dies from his wounds anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's like. I didn't officially tell uh, like call for my son to be killed he, he died because of me but I didn't I didn't decree it right um, so more games of throne type stuff
1: right this guy sucks yeah <laughs> well and for those for those that uh, are trying to connect this to something in, in modern I guess the modern era um, Peter the Great's grandson also named Peter I think he's Peter the third he becomes the Emperor or Czar of Russia years later. And he is married to Catherine the Great. And so (laughs) and and, and he later also dies. And his wife becomes Catherine the Great, who basically models her whole rule of Russia on Peter the Great. And um, there's actually a show. I didn't even know this. My wife pointed this out to me. She's like, oh, you're doing um, something about Catherine the Great? Because there's a show on Netflix right now called The Great. And it's about Catherine the Great and her life. And I think it's like is it Ellie Fanning or L Fanning? I think is the one that plays oh. uh, the Empress or whatever. But
0: this is. There's also an episode of um, a, a podcast that I like that I want to shout out: um, "How to Take Over the World." Um, that's a there's an episode about Catherine the Great there. So
1: nice. Speaking um, of taking lovers, Catherine the Great, <laughs> but that's that's a different episode.
0: So, Greg, what's your opinion on uh, on Pedro the the Grand?
1: Pe- Pedro the, the Grande. grande. <laughs> Pedro El Grande. I think he sucks. <laughs> you think he sucks?
2: Um, I was reading about, like, in college, he made, like, some club that was making fun of people who believe in God. Forgot the title of his club he started.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it was it was to poke fun at the Orthodox Church and the Catholic Church specifically. Um, And it was, like, this organization about, like, making jokes and drinking, basically.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I think he needed some Jesus in his
0: life. I agree. Um,
2: <laughs> he, was, but, he was a man uh, of
0: science he, he, he was it was the middle of the enlightenment and he was he was all about forward i
2: feel thinking. like i feel like that what was this like 100 120 years before the russian revolution i feel like this guy kind of just planted the seeds of insanity in the culture that led to uh led to uh the communist overthrow of russia i think was was I think things- there
0: probably is a, a through line there somehow um that because c- he was really into becoming like you said Sean a, a European superpower and and entering in modern modernism at the time um so
1: yeah yeah well and and this is still the I mean this is when all when our story takes place um really in the uh like the, the early 1700s. So it's not too far removed from our, our kind of modern society now. But in Russia, they still had like uh, the serfdom, you know, where you're like an indentured servant for life. And if you were, if you were a serf that worked that land, you had kids, they were born into serfdom who worked the same land as you. You didn't own it. You know, technically you could like buy your freedom, but it was very rare. But... Almost like slaves, the Russian royalty would oftentimes like sell or gift serfs to other people. So like the czar would have like this mistress and he'd like really like her and want to show her favor. So he'd give her a bunch of money and like 300 serfs to like work some land that he gave her. And this is happening in like 1700s, you know, with, with your, your own people. These aren't slaves they brought up from Africa. These are their own like actual Russian people you know, that you're basically gifting as serfs to people. And so I think you're right, Scott, you can kind of, or, or Greg, I'm, I think you can kind of see where like the seeds were planted. And this is festering in a, in a, in a society for 200 years. Yeah. Eventually they reach a boiling point, which they did in 1917, I guess.
2: Yeah. And it's like, a, I, I, it's not. So I was talking about Peter the great, his, uh, he had an affair with this guy's sister. That's not the one who got her head pickled. He, Another mistress got her head pickled it was Mary Hamilton and that's cuz she was like like to abort her kids
1: yeah she was um, convicted of abortion and infanticide and and th- the thing is too is because they're royalty prosecuting charges against people, you never know if she actually did any of those things. Because the same thing with this William Mons guy. He didn't just kill him because he's jealous. He actually was charged with like embezzlement or something like that. And we don't even know if the guy actually embezzled anything. But that's what the, what the czar said. Oh, he's embezzling money. Kill him. you know. But in reality, it's because he's jealous of the guy's relationship with his wife. But he the, was
0: embezzling something. I don't, just not, maybe not money.
2: I don't know if you like, I, I don't know if I like you saying that. Cause I really like to believe everything I hear about the elites today. <laughs> and, uh, if some of it might not be true, then that's going to be,
0: I don't know. I just, that that <laughs> is a good point. If if we think that, that, uh, this is all barbaric, uh, horrible things, then uh, then don't read the
1: newspaper i guess or sorry or are, are we are we blackpilling you in real time on this on this show greg
2: <laughs> <laughs> no you're like you're doing the opposite effect because you're like oh they just they would just make up stuff about them and it might not be true so i'm like well i don't know i don't know how political i should get on here
1: <laughs> it's fine we can take greg,
0: you. We, we we brought greg on the podcast for a reason you can do whatever you want yeah
1: we were hoping for a miniature Greg rant, but, um, yeah, I was trying to find the name. You're right, Greg. He did start this like club, this organization that was all about getting drunk and making fun of like the clergy when he was like a, a quote unquote young man. Um, and I can't remember the name of it, but apparently it existed for some time. Like that's like an unofficial club where it's like, yeah, let's get together. Oh, it's called the all joking, all drunken synod of fools and jesters. That's the name of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> huh. Sounds a little try-hard, a little too on the nose.
1: Yeah, but then again, well, because a synod is, a, I believe, a um, it's almost like a, like a, like an organization of a Catholic Church, like how we would have like a stake or a ward. I think in the mm. Russian Orthodox Church, it's a, it's a synod. So he's like saying, like, hey, this is like the drunken jokester ward, you know, where we make fun of the Mormon Church. It's same, same kind of tongue in cheek kind of thing, I guess. So
0: yeah, we see this. We see the same. We thing see with, this uh, kind of crap all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, and, and what's, what's interesting about this is he dies at the age of 52 from basically a bladder infection um, for the last couple months or year of his life. He'd been getting bladder infections all the time. And uh, he eventually died of it. And when they did an autopsy, he actually had gangrene in his bladder. And that's what killed him. Um, and it's funny because he only died, I forget what it was, it's like six months after he kills this William Mons guy, then Peter himself dies. And then two years later, Catherine, his wife, dies. Um, but to add a little bit more credence to um, the, the the whole having an affair with William Mons thing, after William Mons dies, and after the Tsar dies, after Peter the Great dies, Catherine lavishes his sister Anna, like her estate with all this money and land and prestige. So it's like, well, if if they were just if if, it was, if you are just friends, why are you doing all this stuff? You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. We'll never know.
0: It's weird. Their relationships, uh, like I said earlier, they're like it, it's. Especially being royalty, like it's. It, there's not a lot of love to be expected there, and so it's like. I don't right know. it's hard to keep up with what what and why they do things
1: well and if you and if you read on like to to other like czars like Catherine the great and stuff like that a lot of it is just a marriage of you know alliance or convenience or whatever or they want to preserve the bloodline but that's why i'm not sure cuz the guy's first wife to Eudoxia that's exactly what it was it was like marriage mm-hmm. to like you know get the throne and like unify the thrones or whatever but his his marriage to to Catherine whose name was actually Martha before she change your name um it seemed like that one at first was for love because they were already kind of together kind of in secret you know and i don't know maybe maybe after their secret was out they kind of lost the spice you know because it wasn't a secret anymore and it's like well i don't know i guess i'll take on a lover now it doesn't have
0: the the same fire same
1: fire anymore
0: that's the feeling i got from it but um but who knows yeah yeah,
1: But, I mean, the guy did leave his mark on on history, because, I mean, St. Petersburg, he was founded by him, named kind of for him, and he made it the capital of Russia, and it was the official capital of Russia until the Russian Revolution in 1918, and then it moved to Moscow. So, it was, what, 200 years, 300 years, 200 years, 200, yeah.
0: Hmm. Interesting guy. An interesting lady, too. Yeah. Cool. Well... We've already read the lyrics. Um, usually at this point, we we'll start reading them. But uh, yeah, that's it, it's a it's a fun it's a fun song. Um, I did have a question. What, what I did do you have a
1: question on the lyrics? Okay. So go ahead. in the in the very, I want to see if you or Greg have any idea what this means because I, I have no idea. Verse six, the very last verse of the, um, of the song it's William Mons talking and it says, this is after he's been killed after his head's in the jar and it's on the shelf in the museum or whatever. And the last two lines um, or last three lines, it says that, that the Tsarina, the Empress, that Catherine, that she comes, comes every morning. And again, when she can strokes, her blistered hand across my glass container saying, it's so good to see you back here again. So I get the whole, it's so good to see you back here again, because like, hey, it's good to see you back here again, because we're you're in the house again. But the blistered hand, I didn't get the, I don't, did she suffer from some kind of skin disease or something? I couldn't find anything about that. As I understand it, she did die of a, uh, some malady, but it wasn't anything like skin related. So I could, I didn't know if you guys had any insight on what you think that might mean.
2: Is she like rubbing the jar so much her hand got blistered? Maybe,
1: maybe because she does it like what at least once a day. So maybe it's a lot of rubbing. Oh wait, let's see. Uh, she died of tuberculosis. Hmm. I just looked it up. Yeah, diagnosed as an abscess of the lungs. She died of tuberculosis at the age of forty-three.
0: I'm going to Google, uh, Catherine blistered hands.
1: Yeah, it, well, you have to put Catherine. I think it's Catherine the first because it might come up as Catherine the Great, who is a completely—it's her granddaughter, who completely yeah. different person. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not okay. going very colorful. <laughs> very colorful <laughs> person, but
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was curious. Um, I like I like your theory, it, though, maybe, Greg.
1: maybe she's getting blisters from just rubbing the glass too much.
0: I think probably a better way to find that out would be to like maybe find interviews with the songwriters more so than trying to find something on, on Wikipedia or some uh, historical article or book or something.
1: That's true. Yeah, I gotta find that um, that version that you that you were talking about, Greg, where because where, I've seen this before on Spotify where it'll play the song and while the song's playing in the background, the guys are just chatting about like, oh yeah, we wrote this song and we were like high and. India on a concert or whatever, and they just like talk about where they where they came up with the idea and what it meant to them and whatever.
2: Yeah, I tried to come. I tried to find it.
0: I couldn't find it when I. Well, uh, from the from the song and what we learned from the song, what can we uh, what can we take away from this song? What what's something that we can learn from in the song?
1: Don't cheat on your husband. It, wife. It,
0: well, that that's an obvious. Is another one to control your temper. Um, I don't know. What, what can we learn from this?
1: If you're gonna have an affair, don't do it in your own house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but I think it, it's an interesting story. Um, and I'm I'm sure it's 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 more famous in other parts of the world, but I'd never heard of it, so it's kind of a fun thing to to uh, to discover. Yeah. especially in the setting that it's put in in like this kind of a kind of a fun song um so yeah it's it's kind of a uh... A fun little gem to find in in this type of a song.
1: Yeah, so. I would heard of Peter the Great, but I wasn't familiar with this exact story. But it's funny, Greg, because after before the show, you shared that article. It's an I think it's an Atlas Obscura article that talked about like is the head really in the museum? And I, for some reason, I thought I think someone shared that on Twitter like a year or two ago, and I'd completely forgotten about it until you shared it again. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this, but I never connected it and to be honest i'd never listened to bad books before i'd listened to kevin divine a little bit i've listened to some manchester orchestra it's good stuff but i didn't even know they had this side this little known side project here where they sing about um tragic russian history from the 16700s you know
2: when i was i was looking on youtube this is i think it's probably one of their bigger songs because it is it's watching live Live performances and Manchester Orchestra has been playing it randomly on their tours, and there's like hundreds of people that have covered it, so it's kind of a big deal. I don't know, hmm. but uh, it's a little bit morbid. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: especially the line where Peter the Great is saying, "Hey, I know how I can get you to gaze into his eyes forever. Head chopped off, jar. Now you can look at his eyes forever."
0: yeah it's, it's got that like veiled mor- morbidity where it's like it's not in your face it's a little more subtle which which i think makes it even better um i think m- much of modern music suffers from from unsubtlety from being too direct um so th- this was a good example of of kind of hiding it behind um uh skillful words
2: yeah, it's it's not like uh, early saves the day stuff. That's just <laughs> yeah, those lyrics are pretty
1: psychotic. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so actually, I was just looking this up. Peter the Great, his he was actually a Romanov, as in as in like the Romanovs, like Anastasia, like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Romanovs were the last. Czar family of Russia in 1917, 1918, when they had the revolution, they're the ones that were all killed. It was basically this guy's descent, like direct descendants. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. So there you go. Fun little nugget. Anastasia.
0: Well, things are kind of winding down, I guess. Um, is there anything else we want to we want to talk about with the with this song with with these characters? Any other nuggets? Mm-hmm. If not, we can uh, we can start winding down. So. Greg, I guess, I guess to reiterate what, 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 what was your uh, intent in, in, uh, in talking about the song, What what did you want to get out of it? Get out of it. Yeah. out this conversation.
2: Just to have people listen to it. I think it's a funny song. Interesting song. Yeah. I don't know. I had a, I had a few other songs I kind of wanted to talk about too, but um, this is more of a good history song. There's a lot of history. All these right. side stories, all this adultery and degeneracy of these kings—or not kings—he's a czar. It's not called a king.
1: Yeah, it's basically emperor. But and it's funny. It's funny you bring this up, Greg, because, um, like I said before, I'd never heard this song before. But I—I I was listening to it a couple times, and I listened to it with my wife in the car. She goes, "Oh, I like this song," and I was like, "You should listen to the lyrics because <laughs> they're pretty dark <laughs> and kind of salacious." <laughs> um which which is always which is always an interesting combination right when you have like this kind of catchy like really nice sounding song and you listen to lyrics like oh that is dark and also kind of inappropriate but if you don't listen <laughs> if you don't listen to the lyrics hey eh, sounds nice
0: yeah and the lyrics just kind of float by without without like much like calling attention to themselves so it's like it's easy just to let it go and you don't even realize what you're listening yeah but the to. first
1: line of the first two verses bare breasted you make love in the turret it's like what i never <laughs> <laughs>
0: the turret yeah
1: in the turret have you no shame File the turret have you no shame
0: <laughs> well cool um thanks for coming on greg uh what what uh now's your time i guess to, to plug whatever you need to plug um what what do you what do you got going on
2: well, I'm not, I'm not causing trouble on Twitter right now. I've got my, uh, I got my biz. You, you can follow me on my business Instagram, swift Fix bike, um, post bikes I'm
0: fixing up and whatnot on there. It's been a fun journey watching your, uh, watching your truck come together.
2: Yeah. It's been a bit of a project. Some, some guy on Halloween, it wasn't like at night. It was like at three in the afternoon. They ran a red light, smashed my old truck, but it worked out because I got a big truck that's really fun looking, um, painted it blue, and just go fix bikes out of it. But um,
0: Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah,
2: that's
1: cool, man. Thanks. Yeah, so if you're if you're okay with it, we'll post um, both your your company website and also your company Instagram in the show notes. Um, is there anywhere else that people can find any other projects you're working on, or where can they connect with you, or are those two places the best places?
2: That's that's pretty much it. It's my Instagram, um, or you can uh, find my business page and send me a text. I I don't know. Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> and well, and. and uh, um, are, are you, uh, you were, you were considering a stint at being a politician yourself at one point, weren't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I ran for city council what, was it a year and a half ago. I got 500 votes and I didn't do really any campaigning. That was just based all on, uh, some local newspapers calling me a Nazi. Um, but, uh, I'm not, but it was an interesting event. Um,
1: what what city was it? City council of what city?
2: It was North Ogden. Okay. Um, they're they're planning on putting in like development in avalanche areas on the mountainside and trying to build a ski resort. And I just thought I should do my part to try to stop some of that. But um, yeah, I uh, I actually moved. I'm not in North Ogden anymore. So they uh, they lost me. Man, they lost me.
0: <laughs> well, now your new city doesn't know you're a Nazi, so you can uh, yeah run again. Go run Do again. again there.
2: <laughs> well, there's no there's no reason to run here. They they run things well here. I don't need to I don't need to worry about that. No.
0: Oh oh, that's good. You chose a good place.
2: Yeah. So,
0: um,
2: but yeah, it's uh it's nice. Yeah, pleasant view. If you if you got a bike in pleasant view, North Ogden, anywhere in the area. Come by and fix it up. Chat with you about the song if you want. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Do you have a what's your what's your like maximum distance you'll travel like for a business?
2: Probably like down to Layton area, maybe okay. a little bit past Layton, Farmington. Um, but uh, maybe if you want me to come down to Salt Lake, um, I can make it work. I might just have to schedule it out a month six weeks out or so but uh sweet cool, man.
0: well yeah thanks for coming on man thanks for choosing a cool song um and uh if there's nothing else um we'll we'll have the song play us out so listen to the lyrics uh but don't listen too hard and uh we'll catch you on the next one
3: And I feel each single thrust that you take And in silence I watch on from the bastion Entranced I make myself look away And bare breast in making love in the turret You cried at all the things you thought he would do. And I tell you, in the heat of the scuffle, nobody ever takes my eyes off of you. was it worth it for him these gallows are no place for the stubborn just you and your lover as a dark souvenir can, strokes her blistered hand across my glass container, saying it's so good to see you back here again.